0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Daniel Umstead, host of the RNG radio show. I'm really excited that you are all here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again uh, just for joining me on this program. As you can say, uh, YouTube, if you're listening through Spotify, so many other channels. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to be able to reach out to all of you. In addition, uh, give you some free tips and advice. And if uh, you want to act on any of those tips and advice, I'm definitely here, happy to help. And that could be reached at 267-702-3756. 267-702-3756. But on with the show, I wanted to talk to you guys about a story that happened with me with credit repair. Now, uh, for most of you know, I am part of this uh, FES UCS program in which that we enroll folks, whether it be agents or I should say agents and those who are looking to build up their credit um, with the program itself. You know, it gives you a bunch of features, things that you could different differently do Uh, But what I did was I actually took advantage of the student loan program. Now, my credit score has increased. Um, I think I'm up by 20%. I will be honored and proud to say this is the first time me passing into the 600s. Uh, Well, I should say it's been a long time since me passing in the 600s. So I'm really, really happy uh, getting back to that. But what I wanted to focus on is the fine print. You know, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of folks... When we do do these credit repair programs, we're not doing our homework in regards to what's going to be the outcome, what's going to be the worst thing that could happen. There's always the good, you know, there's always the good of, hey, I'm going to have a lower monthly bill, I'm going to have a lower credit card payment, I'm going to be able to take care of this now, I'm going to be able to take care of that now. But You know when they tell you about car insurance and breaking that down they say hey in case this occurs you'll be covered on this in case that occurs you'll be covered on this but with credit repair there's really no hey if this happens you know we're going to be leading to this so my story is this uh that i want to share with you all is that from me being in the student uh, loan, payback, piggyback, reback, however you want to put it. But paying my student loan back, what they did honestly was consolidate the loan. They took what I owed, they paid it off, and now they have a different uh, program that's uh, right under me. Now, when I was initially paying on the student loan, it was maybe like 170, 175, 180. It's been so long since I made that payment that I'm like, yeah, I can't recall, but of course, my interest was where it was at. So, me pretty much paying the minimum payment really wasn't doing much except saying I put in a smile on their faces and a smile, somewhat of a smile on my face, saying that yeah, another bill paid off this month. Yay! I'm so excited, so excited. But with the student loan program that I'm in, uh, my uh, payments currently are like less than a third of that. But this is what got me hit and first i was getting a call back to back like hey dan i need to talk to you um in regards to the uh, increase on your rate." And it's like whoa increase and here i'm thinking you know what she said that the interest wasn't tackled and well come to find out these new payments that i'm moving to um are pretty much going to be doubling so going from a third of what i used to pay now double that it is still less but ladies and gentlemen when you're doing these credit repair programs you need to see hey what's the worst that could happen? You know, am I going to have to pay like a balloon payment once all this is done and over with? Am I going to have to be responsible for paying out of pocket upfront costs? What's going to be my bottom line? You know, what's what's going to be the lowest point ever? And have that conversation. You know, um, I, I hear a lot of people sign up through different programs that say, hey, we're going to be able to do this for you. We're going to be able to do that for you. It's going to require x y and c but nobody ever will go into the details of like hey this is what could happen now i'm gonna let you flat out in regards to what could happen as far as the bottom line that you continue to pay the monthly payment um to stay in the credit repair program six seven eight months maybe even a whole year but during that year, you will have attained other benefits that come with staying in the program. Uh, after being in a year, that uh, life insurance is offered to you at a hundred thousand dollar policy, which is something great because it's like, hey, because I spend a year's time in this program, uh, my cost and fees that I had put in away towards it on a monthly basis has now brought me to this point where I have a life insurance uh, value policy. But with the life insurance, and I would want you to do your homework on it is actually do the research as far as what type of life insurance that it offers. Hey, maybe if I put $50 uh, towards a cash value life insurance that I could take money out of from time to time, then that's going to be a better option than me just uh, putting into a program that I'm just doing the bare minimum on. Now, the reason why. Um, FES offers so many benefits and advantages to it is because, hey, credit repair is the last thing they want you to be concerned with it's honestly going back to helping others it's going back to assisting folks hey what do they need with this what do they need with that um whether it be you know finding a secure credit card or unsecured credit card to help them navigate to increase their score to where it needs to be it. and a lot of folks that have come to me have asked hey dan uh you know i, I heard great things about the program but what can i be doing now you know, my credit score is at 710. I wanna increase it up a little bit more. Um, I do have this one credit card, but you know, I'm really not doing much with it. Well, if it's a 10% activity and it's on a $10,000 line, you need to put some activity on it to show that you are financially responsible. Because if you were given $10,000 right now, whether it be a credit card or a gift, just cash or winnings from other reason, how financially responsible would you be? Would you be setting it up to where it's like, all right, I have this 10,000, now I'm going to flip it to make 13,000 uh, off of it. So now that extra 3,000 I could use to whatever I wanna use it for in addition to the other 10,000 gets it. Or are you gonna burn right through it and say, oh, I need to get this, I need to take care of that, I need to uh, purchase this, I've been looking at this uh, clothing item, this is something I definitely, definitely need. So. Going back to as how you should be financially responsible, you should also be responsible in reviewing the credit repair programs that you are becoming a part of. In addition, I wanted to give you my story, not so much to discourage you, but just to also think, all right, Dan's bind is that ultimately he's still paying way less. He might've gotten the burden where his payments are going to slightly increase by a lot, but it's still way less than what he has to pay right now. The other benefit, which I wish she actually should have just uh, led with this in the first place, was that my next due date uh, for these student loan payments actually aren't going to be coming until actually around October, November. So, as you know, concerns wrapped around like, oh my gosh, my payments are going to increase, it's going to be so long for me getting to that point. And by that time, you know, there's so many things going on in my life that I'm working on that I will be in a whole different scope of uh seeing where my bills are at that I'll probably like oh wait this might be something I could just pay off right here right now so and think about those things when you are doing you know um credit repair and building yourself up uh foresee for the future hey where am I going to be at in six months if I continuously make on this credit card bill? Where am I gonna be at in five months if I do it? Three months, two months, where am I gonna be at if I start splitting up my payments and adding on an additional $25? You won't know until you yourself do the calculations. And there's plenty of places that I can actually direct you to where you can have such as like a credit score tracker, but what it does is that it specifically tells you, hey, If you got a $6,000 credit card balance and you're at around $4,500, if you were to put $500 on that, then your uh, credit score will increase by X amount. Now, don't take my word for it, but I'm just saying that there are programs out there that your bank should be aware of, definitely, or local credit union to assist you in that. If you don't have anybody, you're more than welcome to give me a call, 267-702. and I'll be sure to point you in the right direction. So I'm going to be sharing a few things on this show today, ladies and gentlemen. We just went over some credit repair. I'm also been diving a little bit into some stock tips, but it's more so on how you should invest. Not, hey, this is the stock tip that you got to know of, but paying attention to what's actually surrounding you and saying like, hmm, it's the Super Bowl. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So a lot of people are going to be wanting to buy jerseys. Either before or after the Super Bowl. So, what places sell clothing items pertaining to NFL apparel and such? Uh, Nike. Oh, Nike does that. Oh, wow. Oh, Microsoft. Those are actually the tablets that are being utilized while being on the field so that's also something that i could be pursuing so instead of me trying to find that magic nfl stock or that magic company that's tied directly to the nfl you can start using uh said outside companies for but we'll dive into a little bit uh more as we go along with the show stay tuned but be sure to check out this message first yes sir get them while they are hot ladies and gentlemen we can we will we do Bigger than you, bigger than me. Let's get it. Free bands as well. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Thank you so much. If you are tuning in right now, my name is Daniel Umstead, host of the RNG Radio Show. And on this show, and every single show, we talk about credit repair real estate, resume writing tips, and some motivation to get you through the day. So, um, if you're just tuning in, I talked about credit repair and great story for you guys to dive into in regards to what you should be doing with each and every single career repair program that you do get in bed with or decide to do business with. So, uh, moving forward, um, you know, being my years of experience as a recruiter and being in the staffing agency field, I do come across a lot of tips, especially real life examples. So, um, I work with a lot of temp-to-perm roles, you know, people starting off on a temporary basis, 90 days, six months, uh, some are even up to a year, year and a half before they do go permanent. So um, they're always asking uh, the, the employees that I do have out to work, hey, Dan, how quickly can I go with the company? And the relationship that I have with any manager that I'm working with will never equate to the relationship you should be having with that manager. So asking whether it be an outside recruiter, asking whether it be the HR person, nobody is going to have that direct relationship outside of YouTube, you know, sharing feedback, sharing what your strengths are, sharing what an action plan should be. So get into the habit of frequently letting your manager know whether you're on a temporary basis, moving into a direct hire role, please never stray away from, you know your strength your strong interest in wanting to go permanent with the company because if a company you know doesn't see that frequently especially if the job is competitive and you know we are delving into a job market that seems to be pretty balanced right now but i think the more opportunity for those looking to start businesses and you know spark that entrepreneurship inside of them um is outweighing those who are currently looking for work so i digress bringing it back here um but for those that are in that temp to perm role, you know, I, I want you to take some advice in regards to, you know, being the best that you can be. So I pulled up this uh, blog post uh, from Adecco, um, it was actually one of the people that we work alongside with Boom uh, Recruiting for Jobs. But um, one of the things they put down is let your employer know. So. It's not so much let the staffing agency know that got you the job. It's not so much letting the HR rep know who you talk to about doing the paperwork. It is your employer. It is your manager. It's the person that oversees you that should be knowing on a frequent basis that, Hey, I want to go permanent with this company. I'm excited about the benefits. I'm excited about the salary. I'm excited about growing with this company and joining a family such as this to get to where I want to be at in my personal life and in my personal career goals. So and that's one thing um now once you do let your employer know once you have expressed to your manager that you know the people that have put you out to work you should be tapping on the shoulder i'm not saying that we have all the magic answers and i'm not saying that you know immediately reach out to us no you should just be contacting us after you spoke with your manager and give us the feedback you know what advice hey you've been in this position before before, whether this is the first time that you recruit for this role, because uh, otherwise your colleagues should be having some experience with that. Or you yourself have recruited in this role and tell me what you have seen. So you're asking the employer manager uh, what to expect when to expect as far as going permanent and then in addition asking the staff agency hey i spoke with the employer slash manager in regards to the steps needed but really didn't get a clear answer would you be able to assist me excuse me in regards to what i should be doing in order to ensure that i go permanent I will be flatline with all of you and pretty much just say point blank that if you're in a job that requires metrics that requires numbers, that's the way to go. If your numbers are there now, attendance may have some factor on it, but the most I've seen is that those who have kept their numbers high, who have met the metrics that are needed for the job survey goals, uh, you know, call center time would have you when they met those numbers and they look good on paper, it was an easy showing for them unless they did find something on their own accord. So when you're doing, you know, letting your employer know, letting your staffing agency know, be sure that you have that back and that it's like, hey, you know what? I've done A, B, and C. Um, I'm able to provide this. They've seen my numbers, they've seen my metrics. So yeah, this should be an easy walk in the door for me. The other thing to add on to it that Adeko points out is uh, be a team player. You know, Uh, I can definitely tell you one individual, she had such the greatest job You know, when I say her numbers were exceeding, she has gotten countless, countless feedback uh, from her managers in regards to just her being one of the best, her one of being the best typist. But when it came down to actually wanting to bring her on permanently because of her attitude and wanting to distance herself, and this was way before COVID, had nothing to do with the pandemic, but she wanted to distance herself so much that when it came time for actual meetings or actual time to, you know, do some group building activities, she frayed away from it. So it's like, Hey, if you're not looking to be in a permanent position with the company, obviously you're not looking to be a permanent position within the team. So show that you're a team player on the floor, uh, one-on-one with your manager or even in, and find those opportunities when it does come time. If you're able to pick up somebody slack, to make yourself and that person look good professionally by all means take that opportunity uh one of the other things that uh Adeko talks about on here is i'm um, thinking of your temporary position as a much longer job interview now i got some disagreement with this because job interviews are the worst especially when you put in your all especially when you've already said what you needed to say especially once you spoke about your accolades your accomplishments because nobody wants to hear week after week or month after month depending on how long your temp assignment is that you got employee of the month at your past job you know 10 out of the 12 months that's only going to fly oh so far during your interview so saying that it's a much longer needed interview really in my opinion doesn't match up now on the other side of the token i see where they got the definition of interview because you're still proving your skills but the working or the actual title that should be used for it is a working interview you know and um not so much that uh, you know because you're still going over as far as how you're the best skilled for the job you're still going over your expertise and your background and pointing out things that you've done in your past position at this new job but you're overextending it by letting them know hey this feels comfortable because an interview in any interview nobody feels comfortable either one person or the other person is nervous whether it be the interviewer or the interviewee especially if uh, questions get rolled over so Saying that's a much longer process during your temporary basis? No, skip over that ladies and gentlemen. Go straight into realizing that, hey, I have an opportunity to prove myself day after day and I'm gonna continue to do that by letting them know that this job would be the best one for me. In addition, adding onto that being a team player And of course, letting my staffing agency know, or HR rep that, you know, I want to pursue and take it to that next level in which I become a permanent employee with this company. So um, before we move forward, I do have some ideas and tips in regards to real estate, but I wanted to add more on the uh, stock tip per se. So Cash App that I know definitely does it uh robin hood i don't believe that they do yet i can't recall but you need to start looking at those uh stock platforms that can offer you to do fractional shares so if you just wanted to buy one dollar google You could buy one dollar of Google. There's no harm in that, but your percentage as far as increase is definitely going to be, you know. Meanwhile, the company made ten percent of a thousand dollars per share. That doesn't mean you made that ten percent of a thousand dollars per share. You just made ten percent of your dollar per share. So, although it might seem small, you got to understand over time. Instead of your money sitting in your pocket, using it on not senseless things, or even just buying things extra at the grocery store just because you have it, in the end, it gets wasted that money could be used towards something else and it's that better savings goal i'm not saying that an expert but definitely i have had uh close to 20 percent return on investment since starting and that's definitely way better than a lot of these banks out here so with that so if you'd like to talk to me more about that be more than happy to assist you but i'm just going to give you the basics sign up on cash app after you sign up on cash app tell your friends about it so you can get the promo link um, or you could direct them directly to me i'd be more than happy to get the promo money for you but um after you set it up take a five minute no more than five minute video on how to purchase stocks through Casha, and you'll be all set and good to go so all right but um yeah before we continue on be on the lookout we're going to be talking about some more and also i am going to be um as we go into real estate i'm going to be discussing some 1031 exchanges so do you Homework right now, but definitely later on in uh, later episodes, you'll hear more about it. So, uh, looking forward to talking to you soon, and we'll be right back after this message break. Whoa, 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 there, little fella. Robert Nathaniel's group's price stands where it's at $49 for a resume. Call us today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. So my name is Daniel Umstead, host of the RNG Radio Show. If you're tuning in, we are now in discussion in regards to real estate. So notice my shiny pin here. That means I am a realtor inside the Philadelphia area. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent, uh, real estate, I am your guy. I'm the only guy. No, there's uh, plenty of realtors out here, but if you prefer a relationship with the guy who's given out free advice and just would like to see you in the best position possible, be sure to give me a call 267-702-3756. So without further ado, in regards to free tips and advice, uh, my fellow buyers, uh, and I say fellow buyers because, uh, in recent news, I actually was approved, uh, for a mortgage. I'm not going to say the amount, you just going to have to see the house and do your own research. And then you can figure out the exact amount of such said house value and price. But, uh, before we even get into that, I do want to go into three things that you should be looking at. Um, that you should never ever compromise over now if the painting on the walls is a light peach and you were looking for a bright yellow and the seller is even saying hey we'll knock down five thousand dollars on the price um just so you can buy painting needs and you say you know dearie i just don't feel this will still be in our interest what do you think "Mm, i was really hoping for a robust red So if that's a factor, that's something that you can compromise on and later on make the changes for it. three things that you should never, ever compromise on. And that's starting with location. And that's also ending with location. I forgot to mention location. So there's three things you should know about, actually, technically six. Uh, First being location, the next being location, and the last thing being location. Now, I know you're probably wondering to yourself, why does he keep discussing location? I got location. Well, if you don't realize, ladies and gentlemen, that a lot of people don't look at, you guessed it, location. Location is key. Um, especially where you're at right now. And hey, my fellow realtors, it's a good thing to ask in regards to location because you wanna know, hey, are you working at a job right now that's currently 100% remote? And I know it's gonna sound like a salesman ad, but you have to ask these questions because If they say, hey, I prefer shopping at Giant uh, compared to ShopRite, you don't want to stick them uh, near any residential area that's at ShopRite compared to a house that may be up in the Giant area, you know, or just like a lawyer would have to present all its offers and interests uh, that it receives from the other side, you still want to do the same thing. So anything and everything can be sent over to that prospective uh, buyer, but also, um, and did I say prospective sellers, fellow sellers fellow buyers. Anyway, my fellow buyers, I'm making it clear now. Um, but, you know, think of location in regards to how it pertains to you. You know, what's your commute to your favorite Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Starbucks? You know, what does it look like if you need to go see a family member? What does it look like if you are visiting a friend frequently? Uh, what does it look like if you're commuting to work, having to go to the city? What do your future plans look like? You know, maybe you're looking at grad school, law school, college, you know, and it's gonna require that, hey, you know what? Twice a week, I'm actually gonna need to be going to Jersey uh, for this seminar. I don't want to be too far away. Let's say out in West Philadelphia or King of Prussia area where my commute distance is going to be extremely far. I want to find something closer to the area that's going to match my commute. So stick with location, make sure you understand location and be sure to realize that location means everything. So, uh, no, but that was the first part, ladies and gentlemen, make sure location is at the top of your list. Now, the other thing not to compromise on is your fixer upper versus turnkey. Now, Fixer upper. I'm pretty sure if you watch HGTV or heard it from friends who are doing real estate development or even just bought their first house and they're saying, Yeah, it's a fixer upper. And they have so much joy. I always, you know, uh just sit back and smile just like a little kid when people say, like, yeah, I got my uh first home. It's a fixer upper. It's like, Who are you fooling? Hmm, who are you trying to pull? You know, you should be happy about it. A lot of people would love to be in your position. Uh to experience that and go through that pain of having a fixer-upper. Now, do I say that because I'm dealing with a fixer-upper right now and I'm trying to hide my own emotions, you know, like a uh, laughing sack clown? No, not at all. Uh, But, you know, I'm looking forward to that moment because it puts you in a different position. It puts you in a different class. It puts you in a different, you know, knowledge and conversations that you have with other folks. Yes, I'm dealing with the fixer-upper. I'm having these current issues right now in regards to it, or I'm trying to work Work on this and getting this uh, solidified. So having that fixer upper, you have to realize what type of work you're going to be putting into it and have a project set plan. Now markets may seem to be going crazy where a house that you're looking at today may be gone tomorrow or the house that you thought you was looking at today already been gone. We were just waiting for the uh, final offer to come through. Whatever it may be, what you need to understand is that what what type of work and effort do you want to be putting into these homes? You know, do you want to go into a house that it's like, you know what? I got a guy who knows how to do finished basements inside and out. I don't care if I need to redo the basement up, down, left, and right. I'm ready to go. Okay, great. The rest of the house looks good. The only thing I'm concerned about is the basement. Great. I'll go in and fix it up. But if you're just looking for a turnkey, and turnkey literally is, ladies and gentlemen, you're putting your key into the slot and you're turning it and opening the door and it's all set for you. So uh, turnkey properties, I would recommend in my opinion, you know, and it's gotta be up to you, you know, how, cause even with turnkey, there might still be some issues that need to be done or need to be changed. Maybe a brand new heater needs to be installed. And that's the only thing that needs to be done. Some may classify it as a fixer-upper, others may classify it as a, wait, that's the only thing I gotta do? I got plenty of heaters that i could borrow from my cousin i'll be good to go so make the decision in regards to how much effort and how much work you're going to do especially uh when it comes down to doing the inspection of the house and they actually point out to you hey this needs to get done that needs to get done (coughs) and uh, make sure that this is taken care of as well so if you're responsible in doing so and able to do so and you see the benefit of the fixer-upper outweighing the benefit of a turnkey, that by all means it. but if you're you know less of a construction mindset and your focus only is that hey i'm just trying to get in move in get what i need to go to and i'm good to go then leave it at that and then the uh last thing is your budget ladies and gentlemen you may be approved for six hundred thousand dollars in regards to real estate but if your bills and what you're paying for right now can only equate to 425000 then stay within that 425000 range. You're not impressing anybody. You're even doing more so because um, me and my future love, well, current love of my life, but a uh, future permanent love of my life, um, and even my son we go around and we check out these big houses. You know, we're driving around the neighborhood seeing which houses that, you know, eventually we're going to move in, uh, big mansion style and all. And we do that just to set the tone for us as far as where we're going to be at by setting those affirmations in our mind. So, you know, not saying that, hey, if we have the money right now, will we do it? No, there'd still be that strategy. There'd still be that planning and there'd still be that budgeting and making sure that, hey, if we got this big of a house, what are the expenses that are going to come with it? Is this part of a HOA, you know? Uh, how often do I have to pay the long guy? Uh, how bad does it get when snow comes around? Is it something that I got to pay for privately or is it something that I got to pay for for the association fee? or even worse am I in an area that the snow people can't even get to. And I'm just uh, stuck here and and I gotta do this on my own. So these are the factors looking at, and even more so when you do look at your budget, you should be thinking, hey, five years from now, where will I be at 10 years from now? Where will I be at 15 years from now? Until the point where your mortgage is paid off. So focus on those uh, few things uh, when you are looking. And uh, my fellow realtors, uh, and for those who are looking to join EXP, give me a call as well. I don't know if you heard the news about Grand cardone joining exp which is awesome but uh before i get into that because i do want to touch bases on that real quick remember location 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 second thing decide what you want to deal with when it comes to the home fixer upper versus turnkey hey do you want to deal with cosmetic repair or major repair or do you just want to get in the house turn the key and uh move right in and last but not least uh make sure your budget is intact so let's talk about uh real quick before we get to uh the last segment and that's just some uh, motivation for y'all but i want to talk about grant cardone joining AXP. it's like the best thing in the world it's santa claus coming to town all over again you got that glee in kids eyes and it's like if anything you if you're part of the exp relative network that you're that much closer and being connected to grant Cardone. you're that much closer and having talks with them having discussions with them you're that much closer and uh you know being able to partner with them business you know do business with them referrals with them what have you but i, I want to stop everybody right there whether you're part of exp or not part of exp what will change with you if you're saying, oh, now that grant's part of this, I need to step on my game and get more leads out there or use this as my strategy to market for newer agents to come in. What am I doing now with this information? Because everybody has access to the internet. You know, everybody has access to, um, or able to get access to information just, you know, outside of their home. So if I wanted to build a rocket ship for whatever reason, I'm able to just look up that information or go to the next source that I'm utilizing my phone or getting on internet to get this information. So once I had this information, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to start working on building on this rocket? Am I going to be doing a bio on how to build a rocket? Am I going to be taking this information and teaching it to others? You know, as far as the mechanics of building a rocket. So. You got this big rocket ship that just landed, you know, in the EXP Realty with Grant Cardone joining. But what are you doing with the information? For me personally, I take it as an advantage to say, hey, he's now part of the same network I'm having. And I'm pulling people in saying that, hey, do you want to be part of the same network? You know, or, uh, be part of this uh, real estate network that uh, is uh, in close connections with big juggernauts such as Grant Cardone and running with it, you know, because at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, it's about bringing income into your pockets, about bringing revenue streams into your pocket. And if you need to ride on somebody else's back, which people have done over and over again, you know, somebody wrote a book on how to make money. And then another person wrote a book on how to make money. Then another person, hey, I got an idea. I'm gonna show you how to make more money. And all these other people who just keep coming out with books videos seminars webinars uh youtube videos uh channels you know saying that hey or even radio shows on how to make more money some of them are doing it for free uh but you know others are saying like hey i'm gonna add a price tag to this and show you what you can really do on how to make some real money so The information that you're given, the information that you're taking, the information that you have in front of you, you know, what are you going to do with it? What what are you planning on doing with it and how you do it uh, comes with scheduling. Now, I'm going to talk about scheduling in my final segment. But before we get to that, be sure to check out this message and I'll be talking with you all soon. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to wrap up everything. Uh, We talked about credit repair. i shared my personal experience with you in regards to, you know, joining my credit repair program, but also looking to see what the negative side of it is, you know, at the bottom line. Uh, gave you some tips in regards to uh, staying on the right track if you are in an attempt to And in addition, we talked about some uh, real estate tips on what you should be looking out for. There were three things, uh, location, 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 plus two others. So be sure to check that out. Um, by just uh, scrolling back or if you happen to check us, me out and you're on empowerradio.com be sure to uh, go to youtube and subscribe to the rng radio show or by all means you could uh, find me on anchor fm as well and spotify as well as other podcasts so before um, I wrap this up, I wanted to talk about scheduling your motivation. You know, uh folks always say, hey, the earlier that you get up in the morning, the more proactive you be, the more uh, dedicated you'll be in what you got to do. And it's like, all right, well, what if I can't get up in the morning? Well, you know, stay up late. You know, night owls, they're always the best ones to get ahead and achieve what they need to achieve. And it's like, all right, well, what if I can only do stuff during the middle of the day? Listen, Those afternoon koalas, no, I'm just making up stuff. No, but what threw it out at all, ladies and gentlemen, you need to schedule, you need to put in time, you need to say to yourself, hey, I'm having this set amount of time for doing this. I'm having this set amount of time for doing that, but you need to treat it like a part-time job now for those that have had part-time jobs you know that if you are a minute late or um if you uh were calling out of a shift you had that job that said well if you're gonna call out you need to call other people to take your place um otherwise this is gonna be a second occurrence we're gonna have to let you go and it's like oh shoot i need this part-time job i can't let this happen to me so you're calling people down the list you know you're checking it with them hey are you able to cover for me tonight i'll cover you next week yeah sure don't worry about it i got you. oh cool I really appreciate that well this time this time for your goals this time for your career as far as what you want to do you can't call another person back in and say hey are you able to cover for me it doesn't work like that for your personal success so remind yourself remind yourself of your schedule set your schedule that it's like hey 10 minutes every single day I need to be working on my business. I need to be working on my career because if you work in a part-time job and you were a minute late or you uh, forgot that that was your shift that you were supposed to work, you're going to get hurt for that. You might not even have the job anymore, but it doesn't work that way uh, in pursuing your own goals. It doesn't work that way with an entrepreneur. The way that that works is that, hey, If you don't produce today or if you don't do any activity today, you will have no production tomorrow. And if you have no production tomorrow, then what you reap from that production won't happen on the third day. So you need to start building some activity. So how can I start building this activity? Okay. If I'm a realtor, I need to start making some calls. If I'm a credit repair specialist, I need to start putting out some social media ads. Plus, I need to get on some training on what other effective ways that I can utilize social media or even connecting with my friends and family on more exposure. If I'm running a radio show, I need to do some digging in regards to what kind of content that I want to discuss on my show, but it needs to be a set time. Now, what I don't want to hear you, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you miss it, you know, if you say, all right, Dan, I'm waking up at 7 a.m. This is what I'm going to do between 7 and 730. And this is what I'm going to do between 730 and 8. Now, if it comes down to where it's like, oh, I didn't wake up till 745. I'm running late for this. I'm running late for that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's fine. You're not going to get penalized. You're not going to get an occurrence. You're not going to uh, be at a point where, you know, you're going to lose this said job. No, you're just going to be like, all right, you know what? It's game time tomorrow. I'm gonna start this all over again tomorrow and I'm gonna make it work. Or there's things that I am doing during my schedule that's improving me, improving my career, improving who I'm supposed to be in life and where I'm trying to get to. So I'm at least doing those items because how many of you have had that part-time job where you're like, listen, they is getting the bare minimum today. Especially when I was working retail. Oh, if I was working in the back as a backroom associate, y'all see it there? Dan has not been around here lately or I come around about the corner. Hey, did you need? Sorry, y'all. I was in the back. No, but um, I, I was 16, 17 at the time. So a kid that's having to get responsibility out of the way for me. But you know, now that I'm older, if I was to ever get a part-time job, let me scratch it off. I will never ever get a part-time job. But for those that do need to get a part-time job and those that do need to actually add their career goals and what they're trying to look for as a part-time job, sign yourself up. Do the paperwork that you need to get started for yourself so you can get started on that week. Listen, the only person that's going to be upset with you is you. And the only person that is going to be proud of you when you start doing what you need to do is, of course, going to be you. So make yourself proud. Make yourself diligent. Be persistent and consistent through it all. Ladies and gentlemen, again, my name is Dina Unstead, host of the RNG Radio Show. So, so glad for you tuning in. Be sure to check me out on Spotify, Anchor FM, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and even Twitter. So I look forward to talking to you all soon and have a great one. And as always, as always, stay blessed, my fellow millionaires.